Welcome back to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Bailey. I'm Erica. And this is episode two. So I think we're going to get started uh, with This Week in Feminism. So This Week in Feminism, we're starting out with Nikki Ashton and Beyonce. So Nikki Ashton is an NDP-er who is running for the leadership uh, to replace Thomas Mulcair. And she tweeted out, um, I guess, her campaign ad. And it said, like Beyonce says, to the left, time for an unapologetic left turn for the NDP for social, racial, enviro, and economic justice. So I guess Black Lives Matter Vancouver called the to the left part which is from Beyonce's song Irreplaceable, um, cultural appropriation, and demanded that she remove the, um, the, the tweet. Ad, the tweet. Mm-hmm. So, which she did. And this caused an uproar with people being pretty pissed off. And, um, and especially since um, a lot of people think it was capitulation, to the black community, which I say, well, that's a first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seems like the backlash has been pretty awful, like in terms of like people making jokes about cultural appropriation. Like I'm just looking at like worth noting Beyonce culturally appropriated the E with the accent aigu from the French. Uh, she's know. Creole. <laughs> well, so there's that. She's yeah. part, her mother's Creole. Also, she didn't appropriate yeah, it. I, and yeah, it's her exactly. last, wasn't it her, isn't it her mother's maiden name, Beyonce? Or it's like in the family or something like that. Yeah, like something I like that. I have no idea. But I mean, I think all of these stupid jokes are terrible. They're they're racist to me. Do we think the tweet was cultural appropriation? I don't know. I quote Beyonce all the time, so as a, as a white I girl, say, I'm a little concerned. I'm like, I oh, no. so I my view of this is no, just because of the song choice. Irreplaceable is a song that could have been sung by any generic pop star. Yeah, it's not a particularly black feminist song, like anything from Lemonade. Like formation, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anything from formation or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Formation, you have to be careful with. Yeah, exactly. yeah formation's a but the thing is, yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, the tweet that Nikki Ashton sent out before she announced her candidacy for leader mm-hmm. was a, said, boy, bye, which is another Beyonce thing. No yeah. one cared about that. That's true. Mm. So why all of a sudden is to the left an issue? Well, boy, bye has become a meme. Yeah. So it's kind of... I don't know. Look, I I don't think it's cultural appropriation personally, as as the as the black person <laughs> speaking for every other black yeah, person on the planet. For all the <laughs> I, somebody actually. The funny thing is, um, somebody actually brought this to my attention because they posted it on my Facebook, and they're like, "Erica, what do you think?" And I thought, you know what? We need to pick our battles. 
Mm. And this is not this is not a hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah, Beyonce. Now, if it was Elvis, that shit I would die on. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest cultural appropriator. Well, in terms of music, okay. But anyway, I digress. But I didn't. I didn't see. I. I thought. So the columnist who wrote the Star article seemed to think that um, that due to Beyonce sort of being this this black woman and this this uh, sort of standing up for black women or something to and, and black feminism and black feminism that anything that's taken from her is cultural appropriation and I don't agree with that because I'm sorry Beyonce only got woke recently and within the last three to four years Mm -hmm. three to four Mm -hmm. years not to say that she didn't i'm not saying that beyonce wasn't woke before in her own sort of personal time space whatever but at the same time we're only seeing this beyonce now yeah and at the time irreplaceable was made i mean please beyonce was a pop star She's still a pop star. She's the biggest pop star in the world. If you're not taking quotes from Beyonce, then she ain't doing it right. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Okay, so let's move on to... What are we moving on to? Oh, Ivanka and Trudeau, part deux. Uh, <laughs> it's like a love story that will never end. Uh, I love it. He took her to a Broadway show. <laughs> That and I didn't realize that Nikki Haley was of South Carolina, right? Governor Nikki Haley? Yeah. Is she's like the U- U.S. ambassador to the U.N.? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay. So, our, our fair prime minister, Justin Trudeau, who, you know, he's our feminist. <laughs> he decided to take... Um, Ivanka to a Broadway show. But not just any Broadway show. Not just any Broadway show. This is a Broadway show um, created by two Canadians uh, from the Maritimes and it was... Uh, No, sorry, Atlantic Canada. Newfoundland is not in the Maritimes. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I've been corrected. I'm sorry. I've learned this lesson the hard way. Yeah, apparently. This this has scarred you. Okay, so Atlantic Canada, since Newfoundland is not in the Maritimes. So Newfoundland, so it's a story, (laughs) it's a story about a small town in Newfoundland that fed and housed thousands of air travelers from around the world, diverted when North American airspace was closed during September 11th. And so this is the show that they decided to watch together. And there was a lot of, I guess, controversy having to do with her being there with him and what that says in the context of the show. And what do you guys think? Well, the, the, the theme of the show is kind of accepting outsiders. Mm-hmm. And so it's one weird that he would bring her because she no longer lives in the city. Like, if she still lived in New York, it would make a little bit more sense to me. It was, but, a, it was a liaison. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but she had to travel from D.C. back to New York for this specific thing. So, what is he making a political statement? I, I'm kind of... 
the jury's out for me on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess he said there is there is no relationship quite like the friendship between Canada and the United States. This story, this amazing show is very much about that. And it's about friendship as well. I guess him and Ivanka are friends now. Because they have a women's council <laughs> together? Yeah. So actually, and this is probably going to make me sound uh, uninformed, but does Ivanka actually have a job with the Trump administration no. now? No. She's just... She okay. can't, just because it's a conflict of interest. Okay. Nepotism. So it's just like she just gets to go out and about. Yes. As, as though she has a job. Correct. Okay. So she doesn't actually have... Wait a minute. What? <laughs> She's she not on payroll. She doesn't have a job? No. Well, with the She's a, She does formal advisor, yeah. quote unquote, to her father due to her relationship with him. But well, her husband is... Is oh, a right. White House staff. Okay, right, 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 right. he's on staff. Yes. The husband. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, I don't think Sophie or the husband got invited to the theater. No. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Well, it's because Jared was in Washington ruining healthcare. Right. <laughs> well, there. I guess I just. I guess we're just gonna. No. Okay. I. I maybe tr- or Trudeau's of the like. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Like he's just really like going to forge a true relationship with them through like kindness. Or maybe, <laughs> to be fair, okay, I'm going to I'm going to be a bit of devil's advocate, and I'm just going to say maybe his approach is to go through Ivanka to get to Trump because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that relationship mm-hmm. between he and his daughter is pretty close. Yeah. So if he could charm the daughter, maybe he thinks that he can charm, you know, he can kind of get a good word in with Trump. Maybe that's how he's starting to manage that relationship, partially through her. Which is fair, but to what degree? Just because, like, Ivanka's picked these causes, like, childcare for working women and all of these things, but those aren't policies that are, or the way that the Republicans want those policies to actually roll out, they're not going to affect working people, working class people. They're not going to impact the lives in the same way because, like, um, there are four women poised to join Trump's cabinet, like, as someone who is quote-unquote feminist Mm -hmm. and who has her father's ear, Mm -hmm. she doesn't have more say. Mm. So how much influence does she actually have? Well, that is the million-dollar question. And I guess all we can do is observe at this point. Mm-hmm. Because if, if, I mean, if she does have that much influence, which I strangely think she kind of does, mm-hmm. um, then it might be clever of him to do that or to, to, to manage that Canadian-American relationship with, through her. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not... Let's just say it's not out of left field, right. especially since, you know, she had those googly eyes <laughs> that we talked about last yeah. week. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm really interested in how this is going to ma- be managed. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's it. Let's move on <laughs> to Taylor Swift, my favorite faux feminist. <laughs> so this is something I added to the, uh, the agenda for today. So, um... Last week, um, Father John Misty played a song on Saturday Night Live coming from his upcoming album, uh, and it's called Total Entertainment Forever, and the very first line in the song 
talks about betting Taylor Swift every night inside the Oculus Rift. Oculus Rift, of course, being the virtual reality headset that is now owned by Facebook. Huh. Huh. <laughs> so... I have not seen Taylor Swift comment about this, and we all know Taylor Swift is very much the pearl clutcher. <laughs> and when Kanye talks about having sex with her, she is right up in arms. Right. So, what's the deal? Well, and did she give Father John Misty permission? Because that was the whole thing, right? Kanye said he got permission, and then she said he didn't. But then Kim Kardashian released the receipts and was like, yes, we did have permission. So, who knows? Also, I've never heard of Father John Misty. Who's Father John Misty? <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is... And, and this like, <laughs> it's on Pitchfork, which means it's too cool for me. It's... Indie rock music, which Erica is horrified at. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Although I did have I did have a Smashing Pumpkins revival the other day, and it, it made me it made my heart warm, wow. actually. Anyway. Um so so I maybe Taylor maybe Taylor just learned her lesson about speaking out like because of course she's been she quiet got, lately. She got the she got the receipts. Yeah. So maybe she just is going to not. Didn't she have a Taylor Swift is over party on trending on Twitter or something? I, I don't, don't know. know. Oh. But so my question, what I actually am wondering here is, mm. did she not say anything because it done, didn't fill an, an existing narrative? Mm-hmm. It didn't oh. fill her, you know, righteous, mm. you know, path towards, you know, against Kanye West. And, yeah. you know, Father John Misty being a white male, non-threatening. Mm. I, I, yeah, He's I, probably, I, where I bet he calls himself a feminist. Well, the next line after the one about betting Taylor Swift says, after Mr. and the Mrs. finish dinner and the dishes. So I guess... He's saying men are going to do dishes too, which should have gone in the Status of Women campaign last week. Yes, it should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe she just didn't... Yeah. Okay, maybe communications point of view, maybe it was just not worth making a big deal. Maybe I should explain my full like like disdain for Taylor Swift. Okay. (laughs) This is my problem with Taylor. When Taylor came out, Taylor, okay, she had her country thing, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Great, fine, good. Uh then she got into pop, but she always used to write about her boyfriend. I just got tired of hearing about her boyfriends. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Really? This is all you're talking about? I know somebody's going to tweet me and they're going to be like, that's not all she talked about. I'm like, fine. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And then I guess it was getting too much because I swear somebody, her publicist or something, talked to her. And then all of a sudden she became a feminist. And she became a feminist, and then she she picked up this righteous indignation. Ooh, you're giving me that look, Erin. I was going to say, but did she ever use the F word? Yes. Okay. Yes, because I saw her on, mm-hmm. like, various... I remember somebody asked about... She was on a, an interview in, like, Australia or something. And somebody asked about her writing a, all these songs about her boyfriends, and... She said that that was sexist. And I'm like, 
no, bitch, it's not. It's not sexist if that's what you're actually doing. Yeah, I mean, I think if I could write songs, I would write them about boyfriends. And I, I mean, yeah, I think I'm still a feminist. <laughs> but I want to talk about my boyfriends in musical ways, you know? Yeah, and like, <laughs> well, you could also show your tits and still be a feminist. Totally, so. totally you can. I'm just saying that, you know, I mean, the, per- the reason somebody's asking you about that is because you actually did it. You know what I mean? So I feel like she picked up this this feminist mantle for marketing purposes. I smell branding. Oh. That's what I smell. Yeah. Total branding totally. and total bullshit. And I, I've called her out and 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 you know what else? That damn wildest dreams colonialist video. And I'm like, oh, so you're white feminist. Okay. And it was just so, it's, it's, it's just, she just has this way of being A, inconsistent and just fake. She's fake. I just, I dislike this woman. Yeah, I mean, I, go ahead. I know, I think that the fakeness actually kind of came out last spring when she was dating that British guy. Yeah. And it just seemed so fake. Calvin Harris. No, no, not Calvin. The one after Calvin Harris. Oh, yeah. I thought when she was dating the Kennedy that that was some fake ass shit. Well, they dated for like a month. She was also like 20. That's Yeah, I mean, for a while she was like the girl of 100 boyfriends and had like, you know, and that was, I think that was part of her marketing too. And then they realized. But that's my point is that that she went from this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm nervous about policing other women's feminism. Mm -hmm. Like if she wants to be a feminist. She can be a feminist. She can't have colonialist videos. You gotta, you gotta do some learning. But I mean, if she wants to, you know, if she wants to call herself a feminist. I, I'm down with her being a feminist. I'm not. I do, I do also like that, that song about the cheerleader. She's in short skirts, I'm in t-shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I apparently, I apparently <laughs> blocked off all of Taylor Swift from my life. <laughs> She's oh. got a lot of singable songs. They're really good for, like, karaoke and, like, when you're drunk. Totes. Or breaking up. You're like, we are never, ever, 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 ever But this is the together. question. This is the question. <laughs> this is a very, actually, this is a good segue to get into this question. Should feminism be just a little bit more, have more scrutiny? And the reason I ask is because it's so co-opted and it's used Mm. and it's twisted. And then, like, then feminists themselves aren't even in control of their own narrative. And I feel like that's what's happening with Hmm. feminism a lot. I'm just putting that out there. Hmm. I see what you're saying, and I definitely take your point, and I think that's why we get a lot of people who are very much against the, like, lefty feminists, and they're like, social feminists, Mm -hmm. or socialist feminism, and that's why you get all those trolls on Twitter and those MRAs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think there is a lot of co-opting of feminism. Like, when Sarah Palin was saying that she was more feminist than anyone else because she was pro-life and anti-choice, and that, you know, strong, true women don't need to use abortions because they are, you know, the strongest of feminists by having babies <laughs> they're forced to have or whatever. Or when so the NFL think, co-opted it. Yeah. And, and I'm like, really, what are you doing with those wife beaters? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that, like, I, I think there's a fine line and 
because there's so many different expressions of feminism that aren't like total co-opting, it would be hard. I don't know. I don't know how you measure it. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I, well, we're not here to solve the world's problems. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're just talking about them. But if you want to share your thoughts with us, you know, please feel free to do so. Yeah. Actually, yeah, this would be a good segue to actually tell people where we are on Instagram and Twitter and like the Bad and Bitchy podcast. And I can't even remember our handle. (laughs) On Twitter, it's Bad and Bitchy. (laughs) On Instagram, it's Bad and Bitchy pod because there's some jerk who's sitting on Bad and Bitchy with two photos. (laughs) Oh my God. Why? Why is he sitting on Bad and Bitchy with two photos? Why? Like, you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be able to hold up, like, a handle like that. I don't yeah. understand. This I is know. not right. Uh, oh, yes. Ooh, Tommy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, I have to admit, I haven't heard of this. This is going to be a learning piece for me. I, I'm also learning right now that I'm not paying enough attention to U.S. politics because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Did you read my newsletter, Bailey? <laughs> I haven't got the next issue yet. So plug your newsletter. <laughs> we'll do that later. Okay. Um, this is another one that came up in my uh, my Twitter feed this week. Uh, President Trump plays his personal call to Tommy Lauren, thanking her after a Sean Hannity appearance. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Tommy Lauren, <laughs> she has a show on the um, on the on the Blaze. So she comes up quite often in my Facebook feed, and I know what you're thinking. Get new friends. Is the Blaze like the Rebel of Can? Like no, that's well, that's Breitbart. The Blaze is oh, kind okay. of like a web series. Oh, okay, show, okay, okay, I okay, think okay. not 100 percent sure. Don't really care. But she goes on these, like it's a very social news show where she talks about has different segments, but then she always has like a rant. Hmm. Um, and she d- has done several. Um, and she's a very, 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 very conservative woman, blonde, pretty, mm. the kind of Republican branded woman that you want to see on TV. She's like a, a, an Ann Coulter 20 years younger. Which yep. must be pissing off Ann Coulter. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Anyway, so she uh, appeared on Fox with Hannity and basically Trump watched this and called her up and told her that. She was doing such a great job and just <sighs> keep on trucking and... Don't let the bastards bring you down, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I just want to throw up every time I see her in my feed and I just can't deal with it. And it's... Ugh. You gotta mute those people. This seems like... Some, <laughs> yeah. This is like that internalized misogyny shit. And, you know? And, and didn't she say, like, he's a good man... Um, what you see is what you get. Yeah, I do believe what you see is what you get, but, but this, he's, he's such a good man. And I'm just like, uh, it just, this whole story made me want to take a shower, to be honest. Mm. It really did. It was just gross. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, I definitely, like, if you don't know who she is, like, definitely seek her out and see how, how one, annoying she is, but two, also just how she just hates everything she's just very angry i, I don't understand why she's angry i, I don't get yeah, it yeah like what are you mad about yeah what 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 is it she she yells a lot like i don't i'm gonna do some deep googling 
be prepared to take a shower <laughs> after because you're just going to be so deeply uncomfortable with what's going on. I'm going to do it tonight and I'm just going to be like, ugh. Yeah. When, and why are these... Okay, I, I find it interesting that these right-wing Republican women mm-hmm. are all fit a, a, um, a sort of physical stereotype. Totally. And there's... I think... I don't think that enough has been has been investigated in that. Hmm. So they're always blonde. They're always thin. They're always pretty. They're always... You know, mm-hmm. they're always there. And they're always wearing a very similar outfit. Ooh. Mm. Have you seen Ivanka Trump's clothing line? No, because Nordstrom apparently doesn't carry it anymore. <laughs> but it's like a very, it's all very like professional kind of sheath dresses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ish. Never an A line. Or right. Never too much leg or too much cleavage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's so that oh. But so enough, tight enough that you see they got something going on. So basically 50s Stepford Wife is what you're saying? No, Stepford Wives would have an A-line. Yeah. Yeah. There's, anyway, all this to say that there is a prototype. And it's interesting to see what that prototype means. Mm-hmm. Um, who is delivering this message and it's obvious to me that that this is a girl she's like she, you know what she's like tiffany trump that's who she reminds me of yeah Poor who tiffany. who again is that prototype yeah ivanka is that prototype yeah and and i i swear the republican party hates brunettes or something because <laughs> i never see anything no but it's this like this it's this almost gentleman prefer blondes type of Marilyn Monroe yeah. type of prototype. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders are more yeah. diverse. Yes, which yes. is saying something. Well, there you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders team and you see more diversity, I see than more. You yeah. see in this, it's like yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. It's a pretty strong statement. I I really like somebody to talk about that and to to investigate that. Not me. all right moving on so Amal Clooney um who is like I I feel like Amal Clooney is like the poster child for the modern woman yeah I feel like uh, anyway so Amal Clooney uh gave a speech at the United Nations last week um exhorting Iraq to formally request a Security Council investigation so that the Islamic State would not get away with genocide. So she talked about the mass graves that still exist and that no ISIS militants have faced any sort of um, trial for their crimes. And insofar as, like, her speech was so powerful that the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. tweeted her support, I guess that would be Nikki Haley. Right. Um, however, Time Magazine tweeted about the event and said, Amal Clooney shows off her baby bump at the United Nations, Ugh. which time later changed. Oh, but the British tabloids. Yeah. They are obsessed with baby bumps. Those Brits and their tabloids. All gossip rags <laughs> are. <true>. Yeah. <laughs> Any celebrity. Us magazine. And then they had the... Okay, first of all, you know what pissed me off about this tweet? I'm going to read the tweet. Okay. Wearing four and a half inch heels at six months pregnant, 
dot, dot, dot. Is that wise, Amal? Um, excuse me? That was the Daily Mail, yeah. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. The Daily <laughs> Mail is the worst. I just, I, I'm just like... Also, Victoria Beckham, when she was pregnant with at least two or th- if not three of her children, was wearing very high heels. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like she was talking about like a fairly serious issue. She mm-hmm. wasn't showing off her baby bump. She wasn't there to like. Be she wasn't on the red carpet. A bun in the oven. Yeah, she was there to like actually like, speak. She actually can't not show off her baby bump. <laughs> like it's, she's a she's a thin woman, so any sort of and she's six months pregnant with twins. Yeah, like she's like it's there. Twins are so hot right now. I, uh, <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> See, that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> I'm just saying. I did it. I said it. Uh, anyway, yeah, so this was, it was ridiculous. I just, you know, you can't, you just can't be, I mean, she's always reduced to, like, trophy wife or. She is always reduced to trophy you know, wife, isn't she? Like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I find this, I find this grating. Like, okay, some, when I tweet, so I tweet about like award shows and stuff and I'll talk about what people are wearing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And people have, have called me out and be like, oh, well, why do you have to talk about what they're wearing? Why should women... I'm like, it's a red carpet. And I'm that's, a stylist. That's my job. Yeah. You know? That's what they're expected. Like, exactly. it's part of the expectation. It's yeah. part of the expectations, part of the package. We always talk about this, okay? Yeah. But a woman doing her job in a professional capacity... And we had a similar discussion about this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, who it seems as though she is not allowed to be a professional first. Mm-hmm. She is not allowed just to talk about what she's there to talk about. Mm-hmm. Somebody always has to mention how she looks, how she's walking. Is that okay? Are your heels this? Are your pantyhose that? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just tired. I'm tired. I want to see more of Amal Clooney in that professional capacity. I would love it. I think it would be a great sort of role model. Because she's like actually brilliant. Because she's actually brilliant. So I just have a quick question. Yeah. Yeah. Would a more acceptable headline or tweet have been about Amal Clooney uh, delivers speech at United Nations, looks fierce doing it? Mm. Or do you just not talk about it? I at think all? I think Time magazine doesn't need to talk about anything well, about it. Doesn't the way be she's time. Yeah. I think what you're saying is that it's contextual. So yeah, like if like, it's Cosmo talking about saying that, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But Time magazine is supposed to be about current affairs first, mm-hmm. not about what she's wearing. Yeah. First, and then maybe, oh yeah, like, and she delivered a speech. One of the, the links in this article, and we put, we'll put up all the articles that we've referenced today, but um, it takes to that Teen Vogue headline about uh, Malia Obama having her first day at work, and it's like, Malia Obama kills the first day look. Which, by the way, in my opinion, I think it was not work appropriate, but... No, <laughs> a crop top at work, no. Yeah, a crop top and mom jeans, but okay, whatever. It, from Teen Vogue... Like, okay, yeah, that's a, it's a fashion magazine, so I'm down with them talking yeah. about what she was wearing. Yeah. But, like, from Time magazine, I think they could just, I don't think they need to say anything. Certainly not about her body, let alone what she's wearing. Yeah. They could just 
talk about her in Iraq? I again, I ask who who's running the communications team? I, I really wonder. Like, who approved that? Uh, it does make me think when you were talking about her getting reduced to the trophy wife. How uh, Big Sean this week? Somebody something got tweeted about. It was like Big Sean Big brings Sh- his girlfriend, blah blah blah, and he was like, he was like, Janae. Yeah, no, okay. Big Sean deserves some props for that. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So I think it was who was it? Was it HotNewHipHop.com or some, one of those? Yeah, yeah, one or of those, World yeah. Star, one of those tweeted oh big sean and his girlfriend arrive at some premiere yeah and he retweeted it and put and and tagged her yeah and because she's a singer in her own right yeah, she is yeah exactly. yeah so i thought i thought that was a big w i was oh, like yeah. yay big sean and that's when you need to celebrate your male allies yes yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just celebrated a male ally. Yes. <laughs> ally cookies for Big Sean. Yay. See, we can do that now, not an International Women's Day. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on to our next segment, uh, Rent and Receipts. Uh, this is where we each bring an article that we found interesting to share it with the other two people. So, Bailey, do you want to start? Sure, I will start. So mine this week is Senator Don Meredith, <laughs> who is in the middle of a sex scandal right now. He apparently uh, started up a romance with a 16-year-old, um, and then he's now said he doesn't need to resign, and there was nothing inappropriate because he didn't actually have sex with her until she was 18. So thusly, even though he was 52, there was nothing wrong here. And to this I say, fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's very uh, succinct. Like, obviously, like, I do want to see some receipts here. I want that girl to release her texts. Or did she sext him? Did she send pics? Like, what did... Well, yeah. And the thing is, like, I don't, I, I don't want to take away this young woman's agency. You know, maybe she was super into him, but as a 52-year-old man, you should know better. And, like, is, is the Senate not supposed to be, like, the chamber of sober second thought? Like, is that not its purpose? Well, it, by like, definition. What kind, what kind of judgment and what kind of sober second thought might be coming from a 52-year-old man who has things in common with a 16-year-old girl? Well, my... Enough that they want to have a two-year romance. Well, that's my question, is that what is he getting out of this relationship for two years yeah. in which he's not having sex with yeah. her? Yeah, yeah. Like, do they, do they share an intellectual curiosity? Does he, does he want to know about Snapchat? Does, like, does she want to know about the way the Senate works? Like, I, I don't... Maybe part of her homework. <laughs> Maybe, you know, like, it's just Did like... she get an A in her, like, how did social they meet? studies her, class? Yeah, her civics class. But how did they meet? Was she working in the Senate as some... I don't know how they met. I know he's also a pastor, so I don't know if that oh, maybe has. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> now and let's and let's just remember that this is at the same time this week that uh, Senator Lynn Bayak said that uh, it, the residential school system was a, a good thing. There was a silver lining to that cultural genocide, oh, and that her. Uh, and she has indigenous friends. And of course she they does. agree with her that the residential school system was fine. So this is where our Senate is at. So I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> uh, Sober second thought. That's... How the f- 
How how am I not in the Senate at this rate? You didn't like, apply. Yeah. You didn't apply to be in the Senate. Apparently yeah. not. You, Apparently you, I need to be a senator. Well, you need to own $4,000 worth of property uh, in Canada. Oh, okay. So just, I think. Like, like, prop, like land? Like land, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, but that's the qualifier. And over 18, so. Oh, okay. So you're, you can have sex affairs with senators up in, you know, before that. But. And is, <laughs> like, the Senate... Okay, I feel so. I think the Senate is, uh, it's so cloistered and stagnant and unchecked. Yeah. I think, I think that's the problem is that it's an unchecked chamber. Well, and that's what's happening. So fellow senators are calling for him to step down, but they don't have any recourse to force him to do it. So he just gets to decide. And now he's saying, of course, that racism is playing a role in these calls for resignation. So Why are we taking L's black people this week? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I just, I posted this story because, you know, the first person who alerted me to the story was my mom. <laughs> my mom's like, did you hear about that senator? And I thought... I honestly thought this was an American story. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. Those, they're crazy in that Senate. No, nope, no, nope, this, is, this is what I get for assumptions. Anyway, I feel I, I, okay. Racism only came about once he got caught. This is my, my problem. Not even got caught. It said that they're asking him to resign. Yes. Yeah. So he said absolutely racism has played a role in this. This has nothing, this is nothing new to me. There has always been a double standard that exists in this country. To which I agree that I'm sure he has experienced tons of institutional racism in his lifetime. But I think if he was any other race, but he's people a would senator. still be calling for him to step down. Okay, yeah. I mean. He's, he's, and he's a senator. Yeah. So you kind of, I feel, I felt a little slapped in the face a bit when he, when, in reading that statement. Hmm. Because... There is a problem in this country with institutional racism, even though I'm sure there are many who will tell me about being colorblind and hearts and minds and bullshit like that, because that's what I've been hearing all week. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can I get on my rant now? Can I get on my soapbox for a little bit? Please. Okay. First of all- You're going to anyways. Yeah, I know. Okay. First of all, can we admit that institutional racism is a problem? If we can't admit that, then- we're not going to see eye to eye. And no, it's not about being colorblind and, ha- and changing hearts and minds. It's actually about changing the system. That said, this is a man who's a pastor who I don't know who appointed him to the Senate. I really want to know now who his friends are. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he took advantage of a 16-year-old. Yeah. I don't care how, how, what you're over the age of, say... 25, 26, for a 16 year old, yeah, that's a problem because it becomes issue an issue of control. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 even if you're not having sex. Yeah. Exactly. There's still a power dynamic in that relationship that's not healthy. Even more so that he he's a pastor. Mm -hmm. You know? What's the difference between him and like a Catholic priest who molested boys? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said it. Okay. (laughs) Don't at me. Okay. <laughs> um, because it's the same type of control. It's the same type of power dynamic. Yeah. Plus he's a senator. Oh, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. He needs to, you know what? 
if this were the Apollo Theater, they would get that. <laughs> they would get that like the hook. Side, the hook and just take him out. I feel that that's what we need. We need a we need an Apollo Theater hook for him. Okay, but how as the public do we help that along? Like if we have a problem in our constituency, if we have a complaint, we can email our MP. Mm-hmm. But with a senator, like what what recourse do we have? I don't yeah, know because don't aren't know. they appointed to for life? Yeah. And this is my problem with okay. So now this is my problem with Canada and institutions. Canada as Canadians, we're supposed to adhere to the rules of these institutions as they, they're laid out. But my question becomes, when the institution itself is wrong, what do we as Canadians do? We, we, our whole country is built on basically institutions yeah. and good governance. Well, New Democrat MP Nathan Cullen did, in a letter this week, write Prime Minister Trudeau and say... He's fallen short on bringing accountability to the Senate. So, Prime Minister Trudeau, oh, if great. you're listening, why don't we add that back to the agenda? Yeah. 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 All right. Great. So, Erica, do you want to talk about your uh, oh, rent and receipts? That's right. Um, so. I'm excited for this one because I know nothing about it. So, apparently, there's like these sports period panties called thinks um what well yeah, yeah they're like, well we last week we were just well we weren't discussing it on the podcast we were talking about free flow periods yeah. so rather than wearing a pad or a tampon you can just wear these special underpants that's right which i yeah anyway <laughs> i'm not going to expand on that but apparently the headline that I'm reading is Things Promised a Feminist Utopia to Everyone But Its Employees. So apparently, Thinks and its founder have taken on um, this feminism mantle mm-hmm. through, through marketing and through comments and through people who follow the brand and her. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, Thinks does not believe that extends to its employees, mostly female, hmm. which means apparently no um, vacation time or any any sort of 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 um, basic employment standards. Yeah, yeah, like putting putting their policies where their mouths where are. their mouths are. Yeah. So I feel like this place is maybe run by Taylor Swift and um, this is my, this is, this is exactly what I was talking about, about people taking on this feminist mantle and then behaving differently. And this is why I always ask, does feminism need to start keeping receipts? Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 So... I think this happened with Nasty Gal, too. Yes, it did happen yeah, with Nasty Gal. Where it turned out there was, like, some pretty awful uh, treatment of the employees by the female CEO. Mm-hmm. Sophia Amoroso? Yeah, Sophia Amoroso. <laughs> that okay. got a heavy eye roll. That got oh. an epic eye roll. Oh, my gosh, with the Michelle Obama eye roll. Okay, I just want to... <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm just not a fan. No, obviously. 
Well, and then yeah, the thing is like if you're if you are gonna make this part of your marketing, you you your your employees are definitely keeping receipts. So you yes. gotta make sure you keep your employees happy. And just from let me be cold and talk from a branding perspective and just say if your employees aren't championing you, you are doing something wrong. Totally. Because they're on Facebook and Twitter and yeah. LinkedIn. And I don't care how much you think you can police them. Forget it. Everybody's going to know after a while. How did Racked, by the way, shout out to Racked for, for, for talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did Racked get to the, like, how did it get to them? Yeah. You're telling me that nobody's talking? Who's yeah. talking about it? Yeah. Well, and yeah, now I mean with spots like BuzzFeed and stuff, people are going to leak the information. And yeah. They, you know, and it's out there. Exactly. So, um, I won't be buying this free flow period thing, especially since I'm more of a tampon girl, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at their ad and they've got like, you know, the ad has a, like it says real menstruating human on it and you can see like she's got some, some hair on her stomach and it's not airbrushed out. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, yeah. It's like, I, 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 I'm... The thing about this story and why I brought it up is, one, because I asked, should feminism keep receipts? But also, this one kind of hurt. This one was, I thought, a woman stepping on other women to get somewhere. And that disgusted me. And, I, you know, especially when she says, the notion of feminism as a part of thinks was an organic realization a perfect fit because it's what we exist to do. Each and every word and image used in our communications and our campaign is thought up and created by our team of young badass feminists that you treat like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's saying that the product itself was not based on any sort of feminist agenda. Mm-hmm. But a free-flowing period is feminist in itself. In my way of understanding. Yeah. Because, you know, if you want to look at the symbolism of it and freedom and freeness of being a woman, because women have periods and that's just the way the world works. Mm -hmm. That's just the way biology works. Frankly, to be honest, I'm just tired of of hiding the fact that fuck it, I'm on my period. Mm-hmm. Damn it! I kind of am actually. <laughs> I'm well, trailing, uh, trailing off. I have an IUD and don't get one, so <laughs> nice, nice. highly recommend. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm is this on... is this like 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 what is it like? It's it's the little like teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. does it? Oh, how does it affect your periods? Um, it was it made them a lot lighter for the first year I had it, and then it, since. I'm on, what, year two of having it, I think. Uh, yeah. So I've had it for two, about two and a half years. Mm. And now I had one at my first period since, like, November, like, a couple weeks ago for, like, two days. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Well, I'm on the pill, and I get one every single month, and it is awful, because I get horrible night sweats. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sweat all night long and lie awake and think to myself... Well, I certainly don't think to myself that I wish I had underpants I could bleed directly into. No. <laughs> I kind of don't. No. No. But. But I love the idea. Thinking about the marketing too, yeah. Because I think, I mean, tampon commercials especially for a really long time have been about like 
empowerment. Like, with a tampon, you could ride your horse and yeah. go swimming and do gymnastics. And it's, you know, and you're like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mostly just want to sleep. <laughs> I mean, good to know I could ride my horse if I well, needed to. Well, on that note, <laughs> since Bailey just wants to sleep. We'll we just should, move on. <laughs> we should we should talk about a girl that the world does not want to sleep. No. Um, so my my story for this week um, is um, so last week um, I'm sure everyone has seen this video of the the man uh, doing his interview via Skype uh, with the BBC and his children coming in, his wife running in after them, grabbing them, taking them away, um, and him just kind of dismissing them and letting them go. And it's, it's a very funny video. I've watched it a few times. Um, but this, so the family then went on, a f- did a few interviews themselves to talk about the incident because they didn't realize that they'd gone viral. Mm-hmm. And the daughter has taken the hearts of the world. So her name is Marion Kelly and she's four. And this is a, a story from The Telegraph in the UK. So the UK really, really knocking it out of the park these past couple of weeks. <laughs> the story is called Seven Jobs the BBC Interview Girl Could Do When She Grows Up. Oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. So, one, president of the earth. That's not a real job. Two, the England manager, so of, like, the football team. Well, Erica. they couldn't do much worse. <laughs> at least, that was he- at good least for that's you. an actual position. Yeah. yeah. Head of the UN. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first female Bond. Are they just trying to be cute or what? Uh, life coach. Um, strictly come dancing contestant, which I guess is like dancing with the stars. Okay. Uh, and number seven, badass CEO. That should have been number fucking one. Well, I'm she can so- work at Thinks. But you know what? <laughs> Well, they, they might be hiring soon. And as a four-year-old, she may do a better job. But really, like, who fucking cares? She can do whatever the hell she wants to do. Maybe she wants to, like, play piano and, like, go to Juilliard. Maybe yeah. she wants to dance in the New York Ballet. Who knows? Yeah. Who cares? I, 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 I don't understand. I think, you know, I think this was a miss. A misfire yeah. at trying to be a cute, cute yeah. and be sort of expansive. Let me see. Let yeah. me see. I'm a little By telegraph reporters. How many of them are men? <laughs> well, and my thing is like, like, at least give her a real job. Like, the president of the earth is not an actual job. That's it's not just stupid. It's just like... It's just like I don't know. Like you can you can run you know you can run into your dad's interview and we think you're awesome and powerful. But so actually, here's a fake job you could do. They're also <laughs> in Korea. So maybe prime minister of Korea or president of Korea. Yeah, something real. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she wants to be an astronaut. Yeah. I, I like. Maybe this. she wants to cure cancer. I like this kid because she's sitting up there like she don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I feel like you know what the best job. A woman could do is not give a fuck. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel because yeah. I'm telling you, I I'm like I you know you know I love my Riri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And there's a reason I love Riri. It's because she just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit what you think, what you say. She's she's on her grind. Yeah. And that's it. And I feel like it it it's it's so. 
we're giving you permission to be what you want to be. It's like, mm-hmm. no, bitch, I'm here. Well, and yeah, the the bummer of this is like they do have they the, in the article they're like she already has a commanding presence, just four years old. She's a born leader. Like that's those are great things to say about a girl and a young woman like that's awesome so I don't understand why then they made this like stupid cheesy article also a toddler (laughs) yeah I also had a commanding presence at four because I was like the world is gonna go Bailey Reed's way (laughs) I was a shy kid yeah I was like a shy quiet kid if you can I know anybody nobody (laughs) who knows me would ever believe this they'd be like lying no I was so anyway. even even so, I mean, who knows what she's going to grow up to be, but my goodness, like, why are we, no. They said she has natural swagger. They spy secrets Did they Did they future. use the word swagger? Because I feel they like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. This is like, they spy sequins in her future? Yeah. What? Yeah. Because <gasps> of her natural swagger, you know. <laughs> so she's a showgirl? <laughs> so her natural swagger leads her to be a showgirl? I don't know. Okay, first of all, swagger and sequence should never be used together. Do you feel like... It's like Andrew Coyne using the word woke. Yeah. <laughs> Do you no. feel like the Euro- European Union is, like, kind of happy Britain's leaving? They're, like, secretly, like, phew, Like, they're, like, the awkward, like, cousin that's finally, like, gonna go home We know the party, you're rich, you're like, but... <laughs> go Brit- home so Britain's we can all like, drink. Yeah, Britain's probably, like, the rich asshole cousin. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, God, is he opening his mouth? Oh, my God, no. Yeah, and everyone's just waiting. But you have to invite them because they... Have the money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what Britain is. Yeah, they bring out the blow for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Final segment, misogynist of the week. And uh, this week we've got a bit of a three-way tie going. So we've got John Meredith, who we've already discussed at length, and the fact that he just refuses to step down is uh, got him running, contending for sure. Uh, our other two segment or two um, misogynists. Yeah. Our other two misogynists, uh, we've got Donald Trump, who refused to shake Angela Merkel's hand, which. which- was the most awkward and uncomfortable thing I may have ever seen on the internet. It was it's, painful, it's wasn't bad. it? It's I, it was bad. painful. I could not imagine having been in that room to watch it in real life. And it's it's just so disrespectful. Like he just she actually speaks directly to him and he just literally pretends not to hear her. Yeah, so in case you've missed it, it's a clip of them sitting in like the Oval Office. And uh, and the two chairs in which he can see, if you'll recall, uh, Justin Trudeau sat in that. The uh, Prime Minister of Japan. They took their, did their handshakes, um, and there were some photos. So Angela Merkel and Trump are sitting in these chairs, and she leans over to him, and he's kind of got his his body language is very forward in the chair. He's very tense. Mm. His, he's resting his elbows on his legs. And he's got his hands in his little, like, evil fingertips touching thing. <laughs> and she leans over to him and says, Oh, Mr. President, do you want to do a handshake? And he does this weird head bobble thing. Looks away, doesn't answer her. His lips are pursed. And she is like, a handshake? And he still says nothing, and she just looks away very, very slowly and awkwardly, smiles very uncomfortably, and then the the clip is over. And it's 
horrifying. Yeah, it's like it's it's just like it just reminds me of those like certain brand of misogyny where it's like men who are like, oh, you gotta keep the wife happy. She's the boss around here. But like, happy a, wife, happy life. Yeah, but like from a totally misogynistic point of view, that's like women are batshit crazy and they'll fly off the handle if you don't, like, just make sure that they're happy. It's just, I don't know, it's, like, such a specific kind of misogyny that just has, like, kitschy signs all over it. But no one respects women more than he does. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Like, he has the most respect. So just ignoring them when you speak to them, like, it's... Yeah. 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 Or when they speak to you. Yeah. I, um, I, you know... I got this off, well, Twitter, <laughs> and um, somebody tweeted, Golden Gate Blonde, if you ever, Golden Gate Blonde's pretty awesome to follow, um, said, she she posted a picture of the two of them, like, standing side by side, and Angela Merkel's giving him this, like, this puzzled, quizzical look, and it says, Angela Merkel is every smart woman who's ever had to treat a moronic man as an equal. And I thought that just summed it up. Mm -hmm. Of course, then I subtweeted. And I said, in every board meeting, on every project. (laughs) Yeah. And that's basically what she's doing. Yeah. And so I, I, I feel like this is every working woman could, could identify with this because Yeah. Yeah. All right. And our final misogynist of the week is the woke misogynist, which we will give credit to. So this is a fusion.net story by Nona Willis Anerwitz. Sorry if I mispronounced the last name. Um, But yeah, the woke misogynist. And I think we all know the woke misogynist, just like the soft boy. Like, you know. They just, they, they know all the right, well, Gian Gomeshi is the perfect example of the woke misogynist. Yeah. To the, to the most extreme. It's, there is, we're in the era of the fuck boy and we're in the era of those nice guys who are really misogynist. The nice guys of OkCupid. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just quick fuck boy with the CCI, like a F-U-C-C fuck boy. Or F-U-C-K fuckboy. Or... What's the difference? What's the difference? My understanding is that the f- like a fuckboy with a C-K is a guy who just goes around fucking things. No, okay. And the C-C is... Like the hype beast kind of fuckboy. Oh. Okay, so okay. I actually looked this up <laughs> in the Urban Dictionary. Yes. And... Shout out to Urban Dictionary. Actually, let me look this up in the Urban Dictionary. Keep talking. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the woke misogynist, I just feel like we all, we all definitely know at least a few. Because dudes know now that, like, if they're blatantly dude bro-ish, it's a huge turnoff. So then there's, like, this insidious creepiness that, of, like, dudes who can talk this, like, feminist woke language, but then are still actually dicks. And I think you see this, and I particularly see this a lot on Facebook, where there people, regardless of whether they're male or female, are sharing these memes that are based on inherently sexist jokes yeah. and stereotypes. 
So I've now taken to commenting that this is sexist because it relies on sexist tropes for humor, which yeah. is not okay. Totally. You're the feminist killjoy. I am a feminist killjoy. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Okay. Yeah, she's right. So the F-U-C-K boy is the guy who just fucks everything, basically. And the F-U-C-C-B-O-I is a bitch-ass basic boy, because we're in the Urban Dictionary, mm. that I'm so glad this has an E, like, explicit rating. <laughs> okay. So it's a bitch-ass basic boy that does stupid shit just to get a reaction out of people. Mm. Fuck boys usually think that they are cool or suave, but they are not. They tend to be pussies in most situations. So your rich cousin. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> your rich cousin that you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. He's coming to the party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel like we're in the, we're in the era of shape-shifting dudes, let's say. And they'll, they'll listen to what we talk about or whatever, and then shapeshift into what they think first, what, what they think that we want to hear only just to get our panties off. But I know, okay, so this was really interesting because there are guys who are like, well, that's what guys do. Right. The boys will be boys. That's what guys do. And then, you know, of course, on the other side, it's more like, well, you know, no, you're being dishonest. Mm -hmm. So, so my, I guess my question is how, what do you do in a, or how can you tell when a guy is like being genuine and is genuinely curious in, t- in learning more? Hmm. So I'm going to give you my black woman lens. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, okay. From my experience, the fuck boys that I like that I've come across and their wokeness have more to do with race than than gender, mm-hmm. right? And usually, how I tell is there are just certain things that they say that I'm like, for example, I understand discrimination because I was discriminated against too, and I'm just like, mm, not the same thing because you're white. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> I just oh, like, man. yeah, I, I'm like, I'm like, the police aren't beating you. Yeah. <laughs> They're not chasing you down the street and beating you to death and yeah. they never will. Yeah. So that's something that you will never have to deal with. Right. Yeah. You'll never have to think about. It's never going to come in your consciousness. So in other words, their consciousness doesn't really match mine. So I can always tell. Mm. You know, I'm always like, mm-hmm, how colorblind are you? Because, mm-hmm. or they'll tell you, oh, I'm so colorblind, and I'm like, you're full of shit. Because <laughs> colorblindness is bullshit. Yeah. Well, they they're just colorblind because they're willing to date you. Yeah, which is another and story. Fetish, yeah. Yeah, and fetish, 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 oh, fetishizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah fetishizing. Yeah. yeah. And so, trust like, me, I know about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 you do, girl. <laughs> Uh-huh. But, you know, I, in terms of, like, in general, you got to listen to what dude says and see how he acts. 
You yeah. look at the way he behaves towards other women. There's a Guyanese saying. So my parents are from Guyana, so I'm going to, every now and then, I'm going to throw in Guyanese sayings. Anyway, my parents always told me, if you want to see how a man acts, look at the way how he Look at the way he treats his mother and his sister and all the women in his life. Hmm. Listen to how he speaks about the women in his life. If at the first drop of a hat, he's talking about that crazy bitch, yeah. then you need to bounce. Yeah, that is always a red flag when a yeah. guy is like, oh, my ex is so crazy. Or like, you're like, uh yeah, granted, I know they're crazy bitches. But, <laughs> yeah, well, but, that's true. That, yeah. But but <laughs> but at the same time, if that's what you start off with, then you're not very, being very respectful. If you talk about your ex-girlfriends like they're trash, yeah. then I wonder about I know. you. I'm getting so scared of male allies these days that I almost would rather have a guy who is going to, like, who does make misogynist mistakes and, like, and doesn't realize them and then is, like, willing to have the conversation. Yeah, because it's a guy real. that can, like, knows, that already knows all the shit, like, that makes me nervous now, thanks to all the other, like, quote-unquote male allies who turn out to be, like, actual predators. You know? And, but that's what predators do. They take on these personas yeah. so that, you, you know, to get your guard down. Yeah. And, by the way, I also want to, I also want to point out that women have to have our guard up yeah. for these reasons. Well, in, that, in the article, um, the author, she does she talks about how frustrated she is with herself that she let her guard down because she writes in, in her article, she has a, like a real like sexual assault type of experience. So solidarity to you, sister. Um, but, you know, and she's frustrated with herself for letting her guard down, but because he used all these ways to manipulate her, you know, I, I, I don't think she should be frustrated with herself. I think... You know, you can't hold yourself accountable when you're the one that is being manipulated. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it is a manipulation. Yeah. For sure. And, I, you know, people are always like, I, I think, when I posted this, I got a lot of reaction, and some people <laughs> were like... Yeah, you did. Oh, God, <laughs> it was painful to watch. <laughs> I got a lot of reaction and I think what was missing in that understanding um, is that she was manipulated. So a lot of people ask, well, why did she go back to his place? Yeah. Well, she was manipulated. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, if he, like a lot of the times people go back to their date's house out on a exactly. first or second date. Exactly. Like, well... And maybe she did want to hook up, and then she decided she didn't. It like, says in the story that yeah. she she drew off a line in the sand. Yeah. She's like, we're just going to go make out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And exactly. it's only through that process do you learn whether or not you want to actually sleep with that person. Totally. Totally. We have a right to change our minds, and we have a right to stick to say no at any point. And yeah. I think that's what needs to be brought home, is that even if... She so-called, quote-unquote, did the wrong thing. And I'm using air quotes. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, she has a right to say no to anybody who, you know, who she, who she feels is, is just, she's not into it. She yeah. could just not be into it. That's okay. But yeah. she's not going to be any safer if she brings him back to her place. Yeah. 
Exactly. She's yeah. almost worse off and because even, then she has to kick him out. Well, exactly. And if she waited even four or five dates, it doesn't matter how long if he's going to be like this and this is this is what he's going to be you like. Know, it doesn't matter how long you wait. doesn't matter where you do it. doesn't, you know. Have you ever seen Tyler Perry's Four Color Girls? No. no. Okay, so this is like un-Tyler Perry-like. It's actually a really good movie. And Janet Jackson's in it. And... <laughs> And um, in that movie, a woman is date raped and she is um, and she went over to her date's house Mm -hmm. and he cooked dinner for her and that was their date. And, you know, I mean, frankly, like you kind of you kind of feel it coming, which is which is what makes it so such a brilliant scene. But it's this it's this attitude that we're I mean, it's this idea that we're put in a place where we check ourselves constantly Mm -hmm. what we did wrong what we could have done better what we could have done differently yada Mm -hmm. yada yada and that's the the sort of psychological prison that we live in totally yeah yeah totally and i i don't think that we talk about that enough no and that happens whether you have to turn down a date from your boss at work. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. And there isn't any touching or whatever. Yeah. You still live in that psychological prison every time you're overlooked for a promotion, yeah. every time you're reprimanded at work. Yeah. And then all the way up to a physical assault. Yeah. The psychological prison remains the same. Yeah. And a lot of the time, it's a split second decision. Exactly. Like you have, and the decision is going to vary between contexts. Like even if you're acts out by like a superior or a colleague or mm-hmm. whatever, depending on the context of the situation, the reaction is going to be different every time. And you have to do what's right and safe for you at that exactly. point in time. And what we're not saying, we're, what about, what if she rejected him? Yeah. Because that could have brought on another, because I remember, okay, so I was on a date. I accidentally went on a date with a misogynist once. <laughs> And, I think and, we've all been there. Yeah. Oh. And he got rejected and, okay, like, whatever, at a certain point in the evening and he didn't take it well. Yeah. And when men don't take rejection well, we fear for our lives. We fear for our safety. Totally. Totally. So it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. And I... I we we as a society need to understand that. Totally. Yeah. Well, that uh, wraps it up, I think. Yeah. So you can find us on social at. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Bad and Bitchy. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Bad and Bitchy Pod. You can also drop us an email, uh, Bad and B Pod at Gmail dot com, because apparently bitchy is not allowed on Gmail. <laughs> Gmail is a pearl clutcher. <laughs> Google, get with it. Um, also, we since we had three misogynists of the week this week, well, we're going to put out a Twitter poll um, so you guys can pick to see uh, which one you think is the worst. Do, yeah. Is it going to be Donald Trump and uh, his, oh. his, sh- his ignoring Angela Merkel? Is it going to be Don Meredith and his relationship with an underaged girl? Or is it going to be the woke misogynist? The, the, the unknown entity that we all know so well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks I know for... what my pick is. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening and rate us on iTunes and stay bitchy. Bye. My bad and bullshit.